This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Now, Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Schneimer. Good morning. Well, is it reasonable protection for female and transgender workers? Or is it the nanny state run amok? You tell me. The numbers to call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Well, yesterday, to mark International Women's Day, the Ontario Human Rights Commission called for an end to what it calls sexualized dress codes that discriminate against female and transgender workers. Okay, We've all been to bars and restaurants where the women have to wear short skirts or low tops. The uh, most egregious example of this is Hooters, where they wear these kind of low-cut, tight tops and these barely there Daisy May shorts, I think, short shorts they're called. Now, I've never set foot in a Hooters. Uh, frankly, I, I do find that offensive, but um, I think withholding my business is the appropriate response. So should an arm of the state be able to dictate dress codes, uh, which, after all, say as much about a look and the feel of a place as as the decor, which they usually spend a a lot of trouble and a lot of money uh, to figure out? The numbers, once again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I want you to tell me what you think. Is this a good idea? Is this a way to protect uh, mostly young female workers who often have to wear these really sexy clothes on the jobs, uh, not to mention uh, sometimes with high heels to go with them? Uh, Or is this uh, a bridge too far? Is this the nanny state? getting too involved in our business. I'm here with newscaster Dave Woodard. Hi, Dave. Hey, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, thanks. Well, the Human Rights Commission says policies requiring women to wear sexy outfits send a message that an employee's worth is tied to how they look. To that I say, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's one of these things that there's no shortage of responses here, especially throughout uh, the restaurant industry, uh, especially with uh, a lot of waitresses have been dealing with this kind of thing for a while now. We're talking to, uh, to uh, Earl's restaurants yesterday, uh, and uh, they've changed their policy. They did have not a uniform per se, but they had, you know, uh, um, a code of what they should be wearing, which is, you know, black short skirts um, and and a tighter top. And they have changed their policy uh, so that people aren't wearing these kinds of things or don't have to wear them if they don't want to. Well, um, that's interesting. I, I did get that. And one of the very interesting things that I found about this is that the restaurant industry seems to be running for the hills in this. There's nobody that wants to go on the record to make a comment. I was really surprised. I thought that uh, these people would would want to send a message saying, look, 
I'm a business owner, and this is my business, and stay out of my business, you being the nanny state. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that it's with the Human Rights Commission, and they don't want to kind of run afoul of any of that. So I think they're, they've got to be careful in that. Yeah, maybe they're hoping they'll go away. Let's <laughs> go right to the phones. We have Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but I would go one step further. Uh, how so? I would advocate that um, uh, women should wear slacks and uh, that sort of thing. Nice slacks, mind you, or uh, kind of pantsuits mm-hmm. at all workplaces. Uh-huh. So you're saying you, you agree with the Human Rights Commission? Uh, I would go further, though. I wouldn't allow, say, some women to come in dressed a little more provocatively uh, than uh, I would set a standard. Well, well, I think they're talking about a lot of places, if you notice, they have a standard one way or another, and, and the servers usually dress in a very similar way at mm-hmm. high-end restaurants. You have them wearing, uh, you know, usually black and white, and they often have a big apron over it, both the men and the women. But in a lot of these bars or fancy hotels, you see young women, and um, it's not always in bad taste, but they're wearing a short skirt, a black dress dress and it's kind of the look so well no i would standardize it yeah well generally they do i uh i'll I'll give you another example of where uh, i think this is um, uh, very bad uh, taste Uh, these videos with the uh, singers a lot of them in my opinion aren't that great but they make these racy videos and people don't uh, i think a program like the voice where you never see the singer Mm -hmm. on tv that is my standard. I always listen to what well, we're listening to the radio right now. I never saw what these singers look like. Okay. And Ed, thanks so women, much. The women should be in pantsuits. Okay. Ed, thanks for your call. We're going to go and talk to Dorothy in Toronto. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Libby. You're going to think, gosh, does she call every day? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. I bet you were. Um, well, actually, I'm waiting for my granddaughter, and I'm pretty busy. But I had to call about this because um, I have someone that I was very close to that worked when she was in university. She has a great job today. But uh, it had to, and I could never see her there. And uh, it was kilts and, and really short. And I don't think women have to sell themselves in a sexual way to sell anything in restaurants or whatever. I think it's wrong to do it. It's did, did, did the woman that you know that wore this outfit, I mean, there was a case in the States, actually, I think there was a lawsuit of, of a woman um, who refused to wear that kind of a kilt, like that mm-hmm. sort of naughty schoolgirl look. Yes. Did this? Did the woman you know feel that she had to wear this? I mean, oh, she could. Oh no, they had to. Oh, absolutely, and they had to pay for the uniform. But could she not have got a job somewhere else? Oh, no, the jobs are hard to get, especially ones with good tips. Well. When you're okay, but isn't okay. isn't that part of the reason why they're getting the tips though? Like that that's the the, that's the dress the that they're wearing is that not part of the reason why they're getting the tips but, that they are? No, but but they're actually good waitresses too. Absolutely, like absolutely, no one's questioning that. Abs- absolutely, but if if you go into a fast food joint where where somebody's wearing a polo shirt, the tips. Mm. The tips there are a lot different than the tips uh, where these young women are wearing these sexy clothes. And, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, good tips help you get through university. Isn't their personalities and their friendly young attitude and spirit, even with the polo shirts on, shouldn't that be enough? Has our society gotten that degrading to women and to young girls? And when their rent is a thousand a month and they're paying off a loan and they're in university and a regular little minimum wage job couldn't even feed them, let alone pay the rent or. books in school it, it's just wrong it it's, really I, is it's you know i agree with you but do you think that the human rights commission should get involved here yes i do especially like you said at the beginning this is what really got me when you said this uh that you never went into um set your foot into a hooters well i never have either and friends when that restaurant opened my daughter was young and in high school, the girls were all talking about it, and a lot of her friends got jobs there. And people said to her, well, you've got good cleavage there. Why don't you get a job at Hooters? We'd go to see you there. And she was so hurt and so embarrassed and so – it was sexual harassment. That's what well, we both called it. Well, they, the, the, it shows you the girls wanted jobs there for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The good tips – if I had a daughter, I would forbid her to work at Hooters, <laughs> but I think that, that other people have the right to go there, to work there, whatever, yeah. though I find it in very bad taste. But, though, Libby, a lot of people, their daughters wouldn't have to work there because they could financially help them, you know? Yep. But uh, a lot of girls don't have that kind of help. Okay, Dorothy, we have to take a break now. Thanks so much for your call. Oh, thank you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We have a lot of people waiting on the line, so please wait patiently. And I'm going to give the numbers out once again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we want to know this uh, dress code thing from the human rights. Is it good protection for young women or is it the nanny state? Back after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back. The numbers again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we're talking about the Human Rights Commission wading into the issue of sexy dress codes for women in some restaurants and bars and trying to put an end to that. Uh, is that a good thing or is that the nanny state run amok? Uh, Pat and Barry, you've been waiting patiently on the line. Hi, Pat. Yeah, good morning, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I believe the Human Rights Commission have got certain rights to get involved in this. But depending on the type of restaurant you're going to, you know what you expect. If I'm going to fine dining, I don't expect to be a girl dressed like in Hooters. Right, and, but and, actually, and, sorry, in, in some fine dining restaurants, they are dressed pretty sexy. I mean, uh, uh, I, uh, yes, but they're dressed sexy, but not trashy. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go with an A cup and try to get a job at Hooters, they won't hire you. Because men go there to look, and it's, I don't think, now Hooters would be out of business if the girls didn't dress like that. And and a lot of girls are able to put themselves through university, and uh, and if not, just continue working and do very, very well for themselves. So you're saying that the, that the Human Rights Commission should butt out? Well, 
that they shouldn't force people, but then at the same time, they shouldn't force companies to come in, let's say like a Hooters or uh, a strip joint. Well, you see, that's that's my question. Nobody has brought up. Right. I mean, they're talking about regulating uh, a dress code in what I'm assuming are legitimate restaurants and bars where nothing untoward happens, but mm-hmm. women wear sexy clothes. And what about strip clubs where there very well could be people who are coerced into that? I mean, it's kind of where do you draw the line? Absolutely. Um, well, at, well, this is it. There's certain, you know, there is, are certain areas, but I, I don't think that. I think they could come in and pass a dress code in normal restaurants, but at certain places you just can't do it. Now, I don't believe girls should be coerced in, into working in strip joints, but then a lot of them. I've I've gone to them over the past. I don't anymore. <laughs> years ago, I can't afford it anymore. I'm a senior. But that's that's <laughs> part of the thing. You, you bring up the. Taken, Mrs. Wynn has taken away all my extra dollars. <laughs> you bring up the point, though, that the women shouldn't be coerced. And, and, and in many cases, they're not coerced to be working uh, at a Hooters or Earl's restaurant or name your restaurant wherever they're uh, asked to wear certain types of well, clothing. Sometimes I feel bad. You know, I was in a restaurant in, in our neighborhood here and where the young women wear, they wear these short, mm-hmm. fairly tight dresses but fairly tasteful and it was sort of in between seasons and they had all the doors and windows open into the patio i was freezing and i looked at this (laughs) poor waitress and she seemed very uncomfortable and i said something to her and she said you know i'm not allowed to put a sweater on over and, and it wasn't cleavage it was just sleeveless and i thought you know what that's that's kind of a bit much, you know, freezing the poor girl. Absolutely, yeah, and there no, are certain certain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are certain circumstances where you wonder why that that they're not able to do that. But again, it comes back to the 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 point of all of this, which is if you don't like working there, if you want to put on a jacket, get a job somewhere else. Yeah, and this is it. And a lot of young uh, young women and uh, young men, uh, they go out to places. They don't have a lot of education. And they don't want to go work in a factory for twelve, thirteen dollars an hour. Mm. So they can go in and make themselves a thousand to two thousand dollars a week working there, and they do very well. That's so it's a, you know, it's a sticky wicket. Exactly. It's right and it's wrong. Okay, Pat. Thanks so much for your call. Okay, great. Have a great. Okay, we're going to Margaret in Brampton, and you want to know why why guys don't wear the same? <laughs> Hello. Margaret? Yes. Yes. My comment is if the girls have to dress up like that, then why don't the guys? Uh, would they have different equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. Well, you know what? It's, uh, it's kind of interesting, but if you go to a restaurant in the gay village... Uh, the men, male servers there are dressed pretty sexy, and and uh, usually, you know, they're pretty buff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, sometimes it would give us girls something to look at besides the guys. Yeah, what, what's the name of that place where they have the the male uh, chill? Ch- never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just a quick comment. I was thinking, you know, if the girls have to dress up like this, then why don't the guys? 
a lot, sorry, a lot of it has to do with the marketplace, right? Is there a, a, a need for, or a, a rather a want for, you know, men to be dressed up sexy in a restaurant? Is there a lot of that going around? Whereas we've seen with Hooters, not just in, say, Toronto, but all over the place, it's done fairly well because there is a market for it. Would there be a market for men? I don't know. I but, have uh, no idea. It's yeah. just something that popped into my head, and I thought I'd make a comment on well, it. Well, do, yeah. do you think that, uh, that the Human Rights Commission should be getting involved in this or not? You know something? I really don't know. It's a case of these girls are making fantastic tips where they're working, doing this, and if they feel that they can handle it and they want to do it, then it's, uh, I think it's entirely up to them. Okay. All right. That is a reasonable comment, Margaret. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. So that's the question. Is it the nanny state run amok, or is it good protection for mostly young women working in bars, working in restaurants where they have to wear sexy clothes, short, tight skirts, mm-hmm. um, high heels? That would be hard, you know, when you're on your feet all day like that to wear high heels. You've got to be young. Yeah. Uh, low-cut tops, whatever it may be. The numbers, 360 0740, that's with the 416 area code, or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I want to know what you think, and we're going to go to Margaret in Kitchener. Hi, Margaret. Whoops, just turned the speakerphone off. Um, yeah, um, I think uh, if it's the establishment's policy that the girls wear uh, short skirts, uh, I don't think, uh, what is it, the Human Rights or something? You're Human saying? Rights Commission. Yeah, they got no right to interfere in, in someone's business if that's their policy. Uh, yeah, that's, um, anything else you want to say about it? Uh, uh, nothing except the fact that I was once offered uh, a job to work. Uh, first, they wanted to see my legs. I showed them my legs. Really? And, when uh, was this? She said, uh, well, you'll have to wear a uniform. And I said, I'm not wearing any. I, I'm one of the, I don't know, snubs or whatever. And uh, so I didn't uh, get the job. I said, well, can I uh, work without wearing a uniform? She said, no, this is that's, um, the restaurant's policy that the girls wear the uniforms. And was it, was it a sexy uniform or just a uniform? Uh, she's, uh, I didn't really hang around that long to ask, but it was a short skirt and uh, black stockings. Oh, okay. What huh. year was it, may I ask? Uh, this was 1969. Oh, okay, in, well. In a London. Few, a few things have changed since yep. then. Yeah, well, I had run away from my husband. He was, uh, wasn't was a good man, so I uh, actually I should have taken it in hindsight. Okay. But, uh, okay, okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, so we have Catherine in Toronto. Hi, Catherine. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Good, good. Um, I just have a very quick comment to make with regarding to, for example, where she is working at Hooters. Yes. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, young girls who are working at places like Hooters or other bars, they do wear it as a badge of honor. Yes. Yep. It, it is. It is actually. It is actually very, very common for girls to think that it's for some girls to think that it is a prestige to be able to work at a place like Twitter because it means it's a validation for their looks and for their physique as well. 
So one of the one of the core fundamental problems to solving this issue is how we educate the young girls, how we instill the to correct thinking or correct value system for them to understand that maybe it is much more admirable for them to working in a field where they get respect for their mind as opposed to getting respect for their look. Well, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. It's an it's an interesting comment too because we're not necessarily talking about uh, the the women in general as we are necessarily talking about what they're wearing, but it is a good point. Uh, you know, a lot of women that work in these places also see it as a sign of empowerment where they they're able to say, "You know what? I'm taking this um, gift that I was given, the hard work that I do, and I'm making something out of it, which is basically what any of us do on a normal basis if you're going to school, if you're going to university and getting a degree and you get a job in the field that you want, is you're using it as empowerment. Yeah, and and we have to say that I don't know how many of those young women, uh, for how many of them that this is their career or if they're just yep. trying to make some money in the meantime. Um, okay, I'm going to say goodbye to you. I think we have time for one more call, and let's see who's been waiting uh, the longest. Okay, Mike in Brantford. Hi, Mike. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we have time for a very quick one. Okay, my comment quickly is that uh, this Human Rights Board is uh, undemocratic, unelected, and on the uh, Canadian side, uh, Section 13 was eliminated from the Human Rights Code for simply offending somebody. And uh, I, I'd have a lot more to say, but if uh, time's limited, I get it. So, so basically you're saying the Human Rights Code uh, should not be wading into this issue of dress codes in restaurants and bars. It's a nanny state, as you stated earlier. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap up that topic right here. Thanks to all the callers. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.